Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome NFL strategy show, Monday Night Football Showdown Edition. I'm Dave Lochran. Joining me, as always, Matt Gajeski. We got uh, we got no AB today, though. He is just, he, he said he can't do it. Alex Brown, former defensive end for the Chicago Bears, has done some great shows with us recently. Matt, he said he can't do it. Yesterday was too painful. Mitch Trubisky, the Chicago Bears falling below 500, getting their asses kicked in an empty Lambeau field. He said, I just can't do it. I mean, what did we really expect? You were on this very early in the year talking about that Chicago Bears team. I think they were five and one and you were just like, I remember they were on a shutdown slate earlier in the year and you were like, this team has a negative point differential. I don't know how they're five and one. <laughs> and since then, I mean, have they lost every single game? I think they have. I think so. Yeah, they're five and six now. They were five and one. Yeah, it's amazing. And um, no, that's not why AB isn't here. He had to catch a flight this morning, so he wasn't able to be with us. But we got you covered. Don't worry. And uh, trust me, we need to take every single minute of this show that we possibly can to dive deep into today's game because it's an absolute mess. Why is it a mess? Well, because the Philadelphia Eagles organization is a clown show at this point. But... There's a million dollars on the line tonight and a whole lot more across the industry for DraftKings, FanDuel, you name it. And uh, you got the Philadelphia Eagles hosting the Seattle Seahawks in what, again, should be a, a really ugly game from a predictability standpoint. They're six-point dogs, 48.5-point total. Now, this total has actually bounced around a lot, Matt. Uh, over the past couple of days. It's back up to 49, as a matter of fact, opened at 53. Uh, and now the Eagles are six and a half point dogs, opened at five and a half. Um, the, the, the biggest thing that we need to get into first, I don't think we, we start anywhere else, is Ian Rappaport yesterday and today stating that Jalen Hurts is going to get his most snaps of the season, except now it's going to be with Carson Wentz off the field. Whereas they were splitting Wentz out wide to, to run, you know, go routes as a wide out before. Now, apparently, Wentz is going to be off the field when Hertz is getting these snaps, but we don't know how many. And as of now, Wentz could be starting still, but Hertz may get just as many, if not more, snaps. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. It is a mess. And 
all of those snaps where Wentz is lined up out wide are just a complete waste. I have no idea why any team in the NFL ever does that. Clearly, you're either just running a trick player or it's like playing with 10 men on the field, so it makes no sense to me. At this point, I don't see why not. Why not put Jalen Hurts in? See what he can do. I mean, what do they have to lose at this point? They don't have anything to lose. There are two solutions. One, bench Carson Wentz for Hurts and just make it make it the, make the call. That's it. Or two, gut the organization that turned Carson Wentz from a competent MVP caliber quarterback in 2017. Remember, if he had finished that season and not torn his ACL in week 13 against the LA Rams, he would have been the MVP. I don't think it's any question. He was playing that well. He broke this single season touchdown record for the Philadelphia Eagles in 12 and a half games. He was on pace to be the MVP. Now you look at him, he doesn't belong on the field as a starting level quarterback. So again, a ton to get into. We're going to try and figure it out. Of course, on the other side, you have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson, and a Seattle team that has crushed offensively, averaging over 400 yards per game, but allowing almost 450 yards per game defensively. It's not an easy game, but it could be a high-scoring one, and it's really fun from a showdown standpoint. So we're happy to have all of you guys with us to break all of this down over the next 40 or so minutes. And if you haven't done so yet, hit that thumbs up and subscribe to the channel, trying to get the 50K. We made a nice push yesterday. We're, all, we're almost at 43,000. We got about a month to add 7K. Not easy. As a matter of fact, it's a very unrealistic goal, but I'm going to keep pushing it. Simple enough. If you love what we do here, if you think we've helped you out, uh, and you come back and continue to watch these shows at the Awesome-O uh, channel every day, subscribe to the channel. Show up in your browse feature more. It'll show up more on the homepage. It's just easier to find. It helps us. It helps you, and we appreciate it. All right, Matt, I think it's time. You ready to do this? Yeah, man, let's go. Well, we have um, Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks on the road traveling west to east. But I wouldn't, look, I wouldn't look too much into that. They've won each of their last six games against the Philadelphia Eagles. They, they, they are undefeated against the Eagles this decade. They've won eight of their last nine. And Carson Wentz has performed very bad or very poorly, I should say, against this Seattle team. Russell Wilson, and here's where I want to start with you. First five games of the season, they go five and up. Shaky, def shaky defense is actually a, an understatement. Terrible defense. But Russell Wilson and this offense was dominant. DK Metcalf averaging 20 yards per uh, for reception over that five-game span. They, they didn't need first downs because they would just score on their third play of every drive. But since then, Russell Wilson has made some Carson Wentz-esque type interceptions, some bad plays that are uncharacteristic. They've lost three of their last five games and sit at seven and three. Which version of Russell Wilson do you expect to see today at Lincoln Financial Field? I think we'll see a bounce back from Russell Wilson at some point this year. There's just strong priors on him being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, MVP caliber level quarterback. The Philadelphia defense is very good. They're 22nd in yards per attempt allowed against the pass and the run. So that's good on both sides, both phases of their defense. But Russell Wilson, I think just talking showdown specifically, he's the clear top play on the slate. And without really a clear sense of who's playing quarterback on the other side, Russell Wilson, we're seeing him at 85% ownership. That's across captain and utility combined. I'm not even sure that's high enough. Wow. Okay. So 85%. 27.4% in the captain spot. What do you think it should be at? 
I think he should be like 95% owned. We don't have a clear sense of the other quarterback on the other side. Right. His captain is a little rich, 27% there. The next highest owned captain is 13. I think my preferred strategy with Wilson is playing him in the flex, trying to stack him with a receiver and then hoping that receiver just outscores him. And then you access the total ceiling of the game. This is for more of your large field size type tournaments. I think in those, you can obviously get weird in any way you want. And certainly in low risk contests, you just lock Russell Wilson. And if not captain, like he has to be in your lineup. Do you think we see a shadow matchup from Darius Slay against DK Metcalf? Because I don't think it actually matters all that much as good as Slay is. And he's been one you know, somewhat silver lining, one rare bright spot on this Eagles team, defense, offense this season. But the size advantage that Metcalf has over so many of these cornerbacks the, the, the height advantage, the weight advantage, and just his ability to, to, to come down with 50-50 balls is good or better than anyone in the league. Does that outweigh the fact that a good cover corner in Darius Slay is going to be uh, defending him tonight? We, we talked about this last time the Seattle Seahawks were on a showdown slate. Just the shadow-type corners that DK has faced this year. He's gotten the best of some, and others have gotten the best of him. You know, he's faced Tredavious White, Jalen Ramsey, a couple others, and he's had a couple hundred-yard games against those corners. He's also been shut down. I don't necessarily know that it is the corners doing this, or maybe Russell Wilson's just like, I'm going to target Lockett in this spot. So wing cornerback, wide receiver matchups, I tend to side with the wide receiver and talent overall, particularly if it's going to depress ownership. I think DK can certainly get behind any corner that the Eagles really have. We saw him do it against Stefan Gilmore. I know you remember that play. We've talked about it probably like four times on this stream. Yeah. So Russell Wilson in the captain spot, talking DraftKings pricing here, 18-9. If you want to get Wilson in the captain spot, DK Metcalf, 17-1. It's not a huge difference there. Probably doesn't make a huge impact. But in the event that you play Russell Wilson at 18-9, talking maybe single entry here, three max, um, relatively large fields because a lot of them are 18.9 and then DK Metcalf that allows us 4,900, 4,925 per player for the final four spots. Um, it's going to be difficult to make that happen, but I, I think we're going to have to try, right? I think we can do it. I was playing around with this earlier based on some of the injuries. I think it's doable. All right. What about Tyler Lockett in the slot? Avoiding that slay coverage, but once again, if it doesn't matter to you, then it doesn't matter. Uh, this is an Eagles team that has been beat up in the middle of the field, but they've been beat up pretty much everywhere. How do you see Tyler Lockett factoring into the decision making today? He's 9,600 to DK Metcalf's 11-4 in the utility spot, and he has been one of the highest ceiling, lowest floor wide receivers in all of football this season. And that's kind of how I like it. I mean, I'm not really looking for these median plays. I want the ceiling. If I'm wrong, I'm going to be wrong with the median. I'm also going to be wrong with the floor. So that's fine. Give me the ceiling player. Give me the Tyreek Hill level player. Tyler Lockett has seen more targets than DK Metcalf this year. The big plays, they're not quite as numerous. I know DK's used a little more downfield, but Tyler Lockett has just as much upside. He has more targets on the year by almost 3% as well. 25.4%, 22.5% for, for DK Metcalf. I know the play, the big plays and the recency bias are probably what's causing DK Metcalf to be a little more expensive here, but I don't think you can go wrong with Tyler Lockett. We're going to build a lineup right at the end of the show as we've been doing each week. Um, and I definitely think it's going to be 
difficult once we get down there in those final remaining flex spots. That isn't to say it'll be impossible because it won't be, but I do think it's going to be tough. Uh, and last night, Matt, in my showdown slates, a lot of the ones I hand built, I, I forced in the top priced players and that didn't work at all. I mean, I had no chance of cashing in those lineups where I, where I tried to get Jones with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. I saw some lineups that worked where people won, but, but all in all, it, it, it was a lot more difficult, whereas the winning one, the winning lineups, a lot of which I saw had Allen Robinson, the captain spot, some had Mitch Trubisky. So I, I don't want to ignore some of the cheaper players because in showdown, anything can happen. Uh, and you can get there in a variety of ways, particularly strange ways, actually, are there any other wide receivers for Seattle right now that stand out to you or pass catchers that stand out to you as diamonds in the rough or even dart throws that could get us there in the event that they, you know, get involved a little bit in this offense? Yeah, there definitely are. Seattle's dealing with a couple injuries in the offensive side of the ball. Of course, they will no longer have Greg Olson. That should open up either Will Disley or Jacob Hollister. I expect them to split to some degree at the tight end position. And we're also looking at injuries to David Moore and Freddie Swain, both of whom are questionable. There was a Pete Carroll press conference earlier, well, I guess last week at this point, but he was very pessimistic on the status of David Moore, and he said that Freddie Swain should be playing. That's going to give you the number three wide receiver for Seattle at the minimum price. Anyone else here? You, I mean, if Freddie Swain does end up sitting, you can also look to Penny Hart. He's just the next man up. He'll be on the field a lot. I think Freddie Swain is going to be the ticket to getting you some of these high-priced Seattle guys, particularly if you want a captain, Russell Wilson. You're probably, if you want to stack, let's say, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, you're probably going to have to throw a Freddie Swain in there just to open up the salary to do it. Yeah, he's coming off a four-target game in week 10. Um, uh, this is tough. What is this? What do his snap counts look like? Is, is he someone that we would expect to be on the field for a decent enough period of time? They will use some 12 personnel. Will Disley's a big blocker for them. Will Disley played 65% of the snaps, but he only ran nine routes. That was with Greg Olson last week. I expect Jacob Hollister to slide in right to what Greg Olson did. He's more of the receiving tight end between the two if we're just speaking Will Disley and, and Jacob Hollister. So it's not like Freddie Swain is going to be on the field 100% of snaps. But even someone like David Moore played 37 snaps last week. Freddie Swain still mixed in for 15 and now we're potentially taking David Moore off the field. Again, Pete Carroll was very pessimistic on David Moore's status. He is still questionable, so we need to watch this. But if David Moore's out, you're probably going to see somewhere between 50 to 75% of the routes for Freddie Swain tonight. And it appears that he could have suffered this injury on, on Friday, during Friday's practice, which would be pretty pretty discouraging if it's, if it's a more recent injury than happening last week. But... What do you think? Let me let's do this before we get to the run game. Uh, and I have some things to say on that. What do you think the pecking order is here with Greg Olson on the IR, assuming de uh, assuming Moore doesn't play? What do you think the pecking order is here? A toss up between DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and then Swain being the number three. Yeah. And then I would probably go Hollister Disley in that order. Okay. So Hollister and Disley, at 1400 and 3600 respectively at this point then you're essentially saying if, if you expect Hollister to be above in the in the pecking order or even equal to Disley there's no reason to pay almost three times Hollister's salary for Will Disley 
Will Disley is a blocker. If we just look at last week, Disley, 65% of snaps, nine routes. Jacob Hollister, 13 snaps, seven routes. Hollister is essentially playing the Greg Olson receiving tight end role, but he's only come, coming in on a couple of snaps because Greg Olson played a majority of that game last week. In the run game, it's been, um, it's been a game of musical chairs all season long. Carson, Carlos Hyde, uh, you've even seen DJ Dallas get worked in quite a bit. Unfortunately, you haven't seen any Rashad Penny. That was someone who drafted early a couple of years ago and has yet to materialize into a solid back. And then when it looked like he was going to, sorry, I'm getting off topic here. I, I like the guy having been some dynasty leagues, Matt. So I'm DJ Dallas. Uh, no, I'm saying Rashad oh. Penny. I have in some, some dynasty leagues. That, oh, I love Rashad Penny. Yeah. I'd like to see him get healthy and start playing well because before that injury, he finally started to look good. Travis Homer being another one. He's already been ruled out with a wrist, thumb and knee injury. So that's good. Anyway, <laughs> I think the Eagles defense the run defense is better than they've been given credit for and even better than some of the numbers would indicate. And here's what I mean by that. They've been worn down late in games because the offense is so bad. This is definitely something that happens, right? We've seen it happen so many times with countless teams last week with Cleveland, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Well, really just Nick Chubb ran all over them only in the second half though. He was bottled up for three plus quarters and then busted out in the fourth. They've done that a lot, Matt, because the offense has been so incompetent at staying on the field, giving these guys a rest over the course of 60 minutes that teams will just keep running and running and running until they bust it open and wear them down, which if you look at a lot of the numbers is exactly what's happened. So I'm not particularly confident in the run game for Seattle here. I think they target them with Russell Wilson and the aerial attack. It's possible that one of these guys has a good game. And in a showdown slate, we certainly need to talk about it. But I'm not as pessimistic on the Eagles' run defense as I've heard other people this season. And I think they're actually a little bit better than the surface numbers might indicate. What are your thoughts here? I 100% agree with you. And I think people that just look at raw yardage allowed, whether it's two positions or defenses as a whole, you know, run game versus pass game, that can be very misleading. If you just look at a yards per attempt basis, Philly's actually in the top 10 in run defense. Now, like you mentioned, Philly's been trailing a lot in games that just lends itself to positive game script for their opponents so they can run more raw rushing attempts that leads to more yardage naturally. I think it is a little bit skewed, and if Philly does keep this game close, there might be a chance that there isn't as much success for the Seattle runners as some people predict. All right, so let's assume that they do have success. Where does that success materialize with Carson and Hyde and um... – Carson finally being back in action after being out for a couple of weeks, even if they do have success, Matt, it's going to be kind of difficult to figure out where that comes from. I have some concerns that Pete Carroll and company do somewhat of a, a legitimate timeshare here, but maybe I'm off base. What do you say? We've seen that to a degree earlier this year. Chris Carson, he was handling a lot of work. If we look at his last four healthy games, he had touch counts of 20, 17, 20, and 14. But I mean, that's not, you know, Derrick Henry level workload Carlos Hyde is still mixing in and particularly towards the end of that stretch the 14 touches Carlos Hyde was factoring in more and more to his workload in the last two games without Chris Carson Carlos Hyde has touched the ball 18 and 16 times so they clearly think something of Carlos Hyde I think this is a 1a 1b situation like you mentioned so do I and now 
we turn to the Philadelphia Eagles. But first, is there anything you like as far as kicking goes? Seattle attempting some of the fewest field goals per game because, well, they need touchdowns because of their defense and they score touchdowns because of their offense. Anything there, anything defensively before we turn the page? It's a tough defense to look at. I mean, this is an interesting situation where you have one of the most turnover-prone quarterbacks in Wentz going up against one of the least exciting defenses. I'll mix in some Seattle defense for that reason, but it's not something I'm going to be heavily exposed to. Kicking game, when we have higher totals like this, I typically don't play a ton of them, so just uh, where it fits more or less at this point. So we do a lot of promos around here and, and, ability and ways to get your foot in the door uh, at a cheap price. Well, this is the best thing we've done. And I, I, you heard me say that with, I think, the turkey giveaway. No, the pumpkin giveaway. This is literally the best one we've done. And it's only lasting for a day because it's Cyber Monday. Uh, just listen to this. For $1, right? Remember I was saying you could get the NFL Express Weekly Pass for a dollar? For $1, huh, you can get the Awesome O Plus Platinum Weekly Pass. $1. Everything on the site for a single dollar for the entirety of the week. You only have today, though. You only have today. One dollar gets you everything on the site if you use the promo code BLUE, B-L-U-E. I mean, I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. If you're a new user and you haven't checked it out yet, you're hesitant for one reason or another. Maybe another site burns you. Maybe this, that. You don't believe in content. Said this, whatever. One dollar. That's it. Everything. Football, uh, baseball. Well, that's not, that's not true, Matt. Football, uh, UFC. <laughs> I think we have PGA. College basketball. Matt, Matt's been doing a ton of college basketball. The projections, college football. Him and Ben been knocking it out of the park. NASCAR, um, call of, uh, what is it, Counter-Strike, League of Legends, all of that. Anything that's currently happening. DraftKings, FanDuel, they're running contests. We've got content for it. Behind the paywall, premium stuff. The best in the industry for $1 for the week you have today. That's it. Cyber Monday. $1 gets you everything on the site. Awesome Plus Platinum for one week. I need say no more because just why would you not do it? And also check out the pinned tweet uh, at awesome underscore com to get a year of Awesome Plus NFL subscription. Awesome Plus NFL. All you have to do is follow the instructions. Predict whether Carson Wentz or Russell Wilson throws for more yards tonight. I think we know the answer to that one, don't we, friends? One random winner selected among the correct guesses. Just follow the directions. Simple as that. Awesome plus NFL annual pass. All right. Philadelphia Eagles side of the ball going up against the Seahawks team that's allowing, ready, Matt, 343 passing yards per game. But unfortunately, we have no certainty. The only certainty with this Philadelphia quarterback position is uncertainty. And Carson Wentz has been the starter all season long. Jalen Hurts has been worked in on occasion, but Carson Wentz has mainly stayed on the field. Now we're getting reports from Ian Rappaport that, well, he's going to get a lot more snaps this week, tonight to be exact, with Carson Wentz off the field. I don't know how to approach this, and I don't know if anybody knows how to. I think your cash game approach for this slate is pretty easy. Cash game low-risk contests will bunch them together. I think you're probably captaining or at least at the very least rostering Russell Wilson, a couple of his pass catchers, maybe a Seattle back. And then rather than take a stab on one of the signal callers, you're probably just playing one of the pass catchers or two of the pass catchers for Philly, maybe a Miles Sanders mixed in there and trying to get all the production outside of the quarterback, because we know it's going to be split to some degree. 
Would you, so I see a lot in chat right now with uh, saying Jalen Hurts is a FanDuel play, not a DraftKings play. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. That isn't to say I don't think he's a FanDuel play, but it's to say that I'm not sure if he's not a DraftKings play. Now, the ownership projection on Jalen Hurts is at the bottom of the barrel on DraftKings right now. Maybe that updates throughout the day. But it's possible. It is very possible here. And let's not forget that this is the worst secondary in the league, or up until this point it has been. They've done a better job at getting some pressure uh, on the quarterbacks lately and kind of mitigating or masking that secondary. Matt, we've seen that uh, in in a few games where – Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That made the difference. And, and they got to the quarterback. They got to, to, to Kyler Murray um, and, and, and brought him down in order for him not to get a pass off. Because if he does get a pass off, it's probably complete. But if Jalen Hurts comes in here, and let's say Carson Wentz does start the game and has two terrible drives, I honestly would not be surprised at all to see Hertz play the rest of the game. Do you know that Jeffrey Lurie walked out of multiple practices this week enraged over the inner goings of this team and the way that it's functioned? He didn't show up to the Cleveland Browns game last week. They said it was out in an abundance of caution because of COVID-19, but the man has never missed a game since being the owner of the team. There is some serious inner strife and inner turmoil in Philadelphia. And I think Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman's jobs are on the line. Am I speculating here? Sure, but sometimes you have to, Matt. What I'm saying, though, and I'll close with this, if that is the case, they might make some dramatic, drastic changes in-game if things aren't going according to plan. And that could all start with Jalen Hurts at quarterback getting the majority of snaps at 7,200. It's a tough situation to evaluate. I mean, nothing has helped Carson Wentz this year. We've seen him play at a high level. Their entire offensive line has been hurt. They've played with numerous different starting groups. Most of his pass catchers have been on the injured reserve at some point this year. So it's not a great situation for Wentz. But at the same time, the job is to win games. If they're not winning games, you're going to get put on the hot seat. As far as the Wentz versus Jalen Hurts debate, at this point, Wentz just hasn't shown anything. So like you said, I don't see why they're not trying to get Hurts on the field. And they're going to to some degree. As to the DraftKings Fandle play, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. He's cheaper on Fandle, which makes him a more attractive play, but then he's higher owned. So it ends up being a wash as far as efficiency goes. You have to make the tough decision on Fandle. Do you want to roster a guy that's highly owned? On DraftKings, you have to make the decision. Do you want to play a a high price for a guy that is potentially in a timeshare. So I, I do think it's not going to matter this like DraftKings versus FanDuel play. It's going to even out in ownership. I think you're right. And we have some questions like Nate saying, is Hertz going to get enough burn to pay that price tag off? We don't um, know. We do. We right. do. We don't know. Exactly. Uh, Anton says Hertz 7K needs to be playing a lot of snaps to pay that tag. 7K is too much to play a backup QB, two, three snap intervals. But again, we don't know. Like, on a showdown slate where you have one game, two teams, 
and generally speaking, two quarterbacks. If Carson Wentz gets benched, if Carson Wentz throws a pick six on the first drive, and you'd be like, oh, come on, dude, what's the possibility of that? I don't know. Go watch any Eagles game this season. If Carson Wentz loses the ball, fumble, scoop and score, or just fumbles or pick, gets picked off or goes three and out twice in a row, you don't think there, there's a possibility Jalen Hurts becomes the starting quarterback of this team for the remainder of this game? In, in, co- in in-game benching, I think, is far more possible than, than it's been all season long, and I don't even think that's a debate. Now, you don't need to come back on Twitter. Follow me, by the way, Lafay underscore D, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. It's a great decision to make. And Matt at Matt underscore Kajeski. And say, Lafay, you idiot. You moron. They didn't do that at all. Hearts only played 15 snaps. You don't have to say that because I know that that's possible, Matt. But I also know it's possible that with how badly they struggled. The fact that they are in the bottom of the NFC East the worst division known to man in the history of man that dramatic moves might need to be made. And it's possible that they are. So that's just all I'm playing off of. Yeah. We're approaching this from a range of outcome standpoint. Maybe your, your middle range of outcomes here is that they split the snaps evenly. Maybe Carson Wentz gets benched halfway and neither of them get there. Also in the range of outcomes, there's Carson Wentz. throws a pick on the opening drive. Jalen hurts plays the rest of the game. There's also in the range of outcomes, Carson Wentz leads them to a score and plays the rest of the game. If this leads to lower ownership and there is still that ceiling, it's a place to target for that reason because you're gaining an edge on the field. And you have to know going in that this isn't always going to play out in your favor. But when you're trying to find these edges in DFS, this is a place to get it. And this is something I'm always trying to target, these uncertain situation, backfields by committee, especially on showdown where you're dealing with a reduced player pool. So I think calling someone a FanDuel only play because of price doesn't make a lot of sense. Jalen Hurts is going to play tonight. If he gets a couple touchdowns, there's a chance he could be in the winning lineup, and we have to consider him for that reason. For sure. Any thoughts on captain spot? I I mean, his captain spot is essentially non-existent. It is with Carson Wentz is at 5.7% for a quarterback is ridiculous. If you tell me Carson Wentz goes down, scores on the opening drive of the game, plays the rest of the game, and I'm getting him at 5.7%, that's a ridiculous price. And I mean, you don't even have to play him in a ton of lineups to get significantly over the field on that. Jalen Hurts, I mean, you can even extrapolate this. He's not coming in with hardly any ownership. You play him in captain in a couple lineups, I mean, you've more than doubled the field. You know what else is possible, Matt? It's also possible that Hurts comes in, Wentz gets benched, and Hurts sucks. Like, that's also possible, right? You might get that right, and then at the same time, you get his performance wrong. But all I'm saying, and I think this is the point that you made, and and it was valid, like, with with well, let me say this: with Carson Wentz, do we know that he's going to play the whole game? No. And even if he does, how bad has he been? This go look at his record. Uh, go look at his his splits against Seattle. I, I'm usually not someone to do this, but he has been awful against the Seattle Seahawks. I, I think he's going to have a really bad game, and I think he could be out of there quickly. And you know what? If I'm wrong, well then you still need Carson Wentz to play well, which he hasn't done all season. So it's just, it's the toughest quarterback situation we've had to break down all season. Uh, and I don't think there's any disputes there. Any final thoughts on quarterback before we move on, Matt? Yeah, I just want to clarify everything we're talking about with Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz, potentially captaining one of them. It's a large field for me. I think your cash game 
And, you know, if you're playing any sort of small field tournament, the approach is pretty clear. You're looking to Seattle, and I think you're trying to play Philly pass catchers. That way you're absorbing the production from both quarterbacks and you're not dealing with the dicey situation. I'm trying to target Hurts and Wentz in tournaments, not cash game, low-risk builds. Jeremy Savage says, I doubt Wentz will be benched. He's got to throw like two interceptions and a fumble. So Sounds essentially pretty just, normal for him. To just do what he's done in the first quarter of every game this season, yeah. That's why he would be benched, and that's why he's on the on the line getting benched. I actually do have some interest in the pass catchers here. For some reason, they decided to go away from Travis Fulgham. Uh, and you look at, by the way, you look at the fact that he's two for 12 on receptions over the last two games. Go back and look at those balls. Garbage passes. Terrible. Um, but he's still someone that can be targeted in the red zone. Zach Ertz has once again been ruled out, so that's another big body that they don't have in in, in the end zone. Um, Alshon Jeffrey has returned, but he has been non-existent. Really, one of his two targets last week resulted in an interception to seal the game. Terrible pass from Wentz, but still. Uh, And then Jalen Rager is back in the mix after spending uh, several weeks on the IR. He's been targeted, you know, at at a decent enough clip, Matt, six, five, seven, nothing insane but they do want to get him involved. I want to start with him and ask you a question. Why does this team not try to get the ball out of Wentz's hands early, simplify the playbook and get the ball to someone like uh, Jalen Rager in the flat and let him do the work as we've seen teams do so often, like Sean McVay does with Jared Goff, doesn't want to keep him in the pocket, doesn't want to complicate the offense with Baker Mayfield. They've done that. Why don't we see that happen with somebody like Wentz when he does have someone in Jalen Rager who they drafted in the 21st round ahead of Justin Jefferson? Yeah, I I know that's a sour point for you. I think Jalen Rager is a good player. I actually don't think that was, I don't think that was a bad pick. Just looking back at what we knew from both of these guys prospecting, it looks bad. Now Philly's had a lot go wrong this year. I'm just saying to use him appropriately. If you're going to draft him there, that's all I'm saying. 100%. And if you are a team that's struggling with your offensive line, protecting the quarterback and dealing with a turnover prone signal caller, I don't understand why you don't shorten the field for him and look to these low A dot passes. And I mean, there's a lot of issues with this team. Like Greg Ward continues to play. There's no reason that Greg Ward should be on the field for any football team. Fulgham's not <laughs> being used as much. Like Greg Ward wasn't even a good player in the AAF. And he's been playing for this team for over two years now. It's ridiculous. I mean, Fulgham at his price. His target share is is front-loaded this season. So when we didn't have Goddard, when we didn't have Rager, that's when he's seeing all the targets. It's now very much even between Goddard and Rager. So if you're just playing the price points and you're trying to jam in some studs, I think Rager and Goddard are both better price-adjusted plays than Fulgham. Of course, he still is the ceiling. So if you're playing him, it does make some sense for that reason. Okay. Antoine, you have way too much faith in this Philadelphia Eagles team. I don't know what to Get some exposure from. to Alshon Jeffries' five snaps. What's that? He says, get some exposure to Alshon, who played five snaps last week. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't do that. Please. Alshon Jeffrey's not involved in the offense whatsoever. Is it possible that he gets a red zone target or an end zone target? Yes, it is. That is one area where they might use him. But uh, I I would much rather take shots at, say, Fogum, who played 96% of snaps, Rager 93%. You know, (laughs) kind of where it is. But at the same time, Alshon Jeffrey is extraordinarily cheap. I would say go to Swain 
If you're gonna go, if you're gonna go cheap, go to the guy that you mentioned at the top of the show, Matt. Go go to Swain at literally minimum salary. I agree. There's no reason to play Jeffrey when you can get Swain at the min. Yeah, with a better quarterback as well. What do you say about the rest of these guys? Anyone? Well, let, let, actually, let's do this first. I, I like to ask you this each show because it it, it simplifies things. When we're looking at the pass catchers here, in terms of priority for you, single entry three max or, or really anything, who was your who are your priority pass catchers for the Eagles today? So based on price, Rager's one, Goddard's two, Fulgham's three, because they're all seeing essentially the same volume at this point. So I'll take the savings, which you do need if you want to play DK, Lockett, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's incredibly expensive. Every dollar does matter which puts Rager to the front of the list for me because his volume's not any different than Goddard or Fulgham. Fourth would be Greg Ward, and it's not because I don't like I don't like Greg Ward as a player. He's not good, but he's also seeing his role reduced. 68% of the snaps last week, and back-to-back weeks, he saw his rep share decline, 56%, 78%. Philly does use 12 personnel, and with Alshon, Rager, and Goddard returning, that has sapped a little bit of the snap volume from Ward, so I think he's just a bit too expensive for his role in the offense. All right, and I'm almost um, I'm almost the same as you, but I'd go Rager first, and as you pointed out, similar volume, but a thousand dollars cheaper than Fogum, and and almost a thousand cheaper than Goddard. But I'm going Fogum second, and then Goddard, and then Greg Ward a distant fourth too, because Greg Ward, even with the opportunities he gets, a lot of those are are low upside opportunities, and he's not someone that I expect to do a whole lot after the catch either. So. Uh, Rager, Fogum, Goddard, but they're to me pretty interchangeable. And then a distant fourth is Greg Ward. Let's close it with Miles Sanders and then we'll build our lineup. It's going to be tough, but I actually have one built here that I kind of like, Matt. Uh, and yes, it includes Jalen Hurts. Tournaments, baby. You got to make some decisions you don't feel comfortable with. Miles Sanders, one of the highest priced players on this slate. When he actually gets the ball and when Doug Peterson decides that he wants to feed him on the ground, really good things happen but I've never seen someone abandon the run as quick as he has. So what are we doing with Sanders? I think he's going to be really tough to get to. I agree. And it's not even that he's abandoning the run. He's abandoning Miles Sanders. He played yes. on 59% of snaps last week is egregious. Boston Scott played on 40. If you just want to talk price adjusted plays, this is a complete 60 40 split, at least recently. Could that flip? Yes, of course. Sanders has been hurt for a lot of, the, a lot of this year stretches of this year. Maybe he's just getting work backed into the offense. But I think if you're just talking about price adjusted plays, I'm not going to pay 13, eight on an underdog for a guy that's going to get 60% of the snaps. It's really unfortunate too, because what he can do with some of those opportunities is electric. Uh, I just don't trust to, to get him the ball. And like you said, you're right. You know, uh, ignoring him and, and, and getting away from him in the passing game is huge. Remember last year, some of the, the, the big plays he made, on wheel routes downfield 20 plus yard passes to miles Sanders that resulted in huge plays. When have we seen that this year? And when, when it actually happens, when have we seen him actually complete them? This is one of the biggest mismatches in football. If you have a running back that can do this, you're always going to get matched up against the linebacker and you can really exploit those matchups. If you have an athlete like Sanders who has the ball skills, we see this, we've seen it with Le'Veon Bell in the past. You see with guys like Saquon Barkley, obviously McCaffrey and Kamara, and we have seen it out of Sanders. It's truly disappointing that we haven't seen it this year with him. Okay. Um, 
Philadelphia, Jake Elliott, you forget he's even alive this year. Uh, he's <laughs> been he's been unbelievably quiet. Look at his fantasy totals, Matt. 570 at 14 against Cincy. 5304146. Nothing yeah, there when, at all. So tough when you're not scoring. It's tough when that's one way to put it, isn't it? So as far as he goes or 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 uh the Eagles defense, I can't say I'm intrigued. I same thing with the Seattle kicker. I'll mix him in, but not at a high degree. Okay. Want to build a lineup? Let's do it, man. Should we build two? I feel like we should build a low risk and a, a tournament lineup. They're oh, very different. Let's do it. Why the hell not? While we're at it, the NFL showdown rankings are entirely free today at awesome.com. So be sure to check that out. And one more time for those of you guys that tuned in late and didn't start from the beginning, $1. It's a Cyber Monday deal only today, $1 for literally everything on the site for the entire week. It's the Awesome o Plus Platinum Weekly Pass. Everything, every sport on the site is $1. If you use the promo code BLUE, B-L-U-E, jump over there, make it happen. And remember to join our premium Slack chat if you like talking sports, DFS, all of this stuff around the clock. we got a great community for it. All right, let's do it. Um I'll start it off, Matt, and I'll go. I'm going to go DK Metcalf at captain. Is this our tournament lineup, or is this our this will low be risk? our this will be our 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 high ceiling, low floor team? Yeah. Okay, sounds good. So then we have to stack him. We're going to go Wilson. Yeah, we think okay. we have to. We'll get Wilson in there. I'm going to open things up out of the gate, okay? And I'm going to go with Swain here because I think. As a dirt cheap play in the event that he's active, and don't worry, I already built something like this, so I know where I'm going. $200, that frees us up. That takes us from $5,000 per player. Now we have, with three remaining, 6700 remaining. That opens a lot up. Go ahead. Man, I keep seeing Josh Gordon down here. This makes me so sad. Yeah, Wish he was well, playing. All right. He's not. I know, it sucks. So in our tournament lineup, I do think we should take – and stab on one of these Philly signal callers, try to capture some of the upside if one of them does play the whole game. Let's do Hurts just for the sake of it. Love it. Why not? If, if, if this happens and his ownership is in the basement, you're getting a quarterback that might play like more than three-fourths of a game or three-fourths of a game that has rushing upside, by the way. Don't forget about that. The guy has rushing upside. So, oh, If you play college football DFS, this dude was a cheat code. Really? Yes, he was awesome. Okay, so there you go. I'm willing to look at that. And by the way, I know this this is kind of wild, but it, let's say they split reps. What if what if Jalen Hurts does make a few really big plays with his legs? Anything can happen. But if you're playing him, you're hoping that Jalen Hurts comes in at quarterback and gives you those type of numbers that you're looking for. Um, okay, we got two remaining. You went with Hurts. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Travis Fulgham here, 6,800. So that leaves us with 61 on the table. This is a high-risk contest. I think we should leave some salary on the table. I'm not sure where to go with it. We uh, The top players that we can go to are Rager, Ward, David Moore is there. Assuming he doesn't play, we won't put him into this lineup. If we go down a little bit more, we're still looking at guys like Seattle tight ends. I actually don't mind going with one of them. I think Hollister is the preferred play for me. Do you have a preference between Disley and Hollister? I, I, probably Hollister, but let me ask you something. If you have Swain in there and you have Hertz in there, 
you really think this is something that we're worried about being duped a ton if you went with like a Jalen Rager at 5,800? It probably won't be duped a ton. I guess it depends on the field size. If you're playing the millionaire tonight, you probably want to leave some salary. But like if we're just playing like a three max or something with 20K entries, I think you can max the salary or get close to it. So if we put Rager in, it would leave us with 300 left. And I, th- I still think we'd be unique enough in that. It'd really just be like the milli where I'd, l- I'd try to leave salary no matter what. Okay. So you could go save a lot of salary, go at someone like Hollister or play Rager. You have $300 remaining. Uh, Metcalf and the captain, Wilson, Swain. That's assuming David Moore is out, right? But uh, yes. b- both of us are, are thinking that it, it's more likely he doesn't play than he does. Swain is minimum salary. Jalen Hurts, there's a very good chance that Carson Wentz gets benched. There's, we've heard about it. Plus, Wentz is, or Hurts is supposed to get more snaps than he has all season long with Wentz off the field. Uh, and Travis Fogum, I threw Rager in there. You had Hollister in there. Let's do one more. Uh, we'll play it a little bit safer. Who do you want to start with? If you're doing low-risk cash games, small field tournaments, I think you just put Wilson in the captain. Don't even think twice about it. All right. Um, and then I'm going to go I'm going to go with, with Metcalf again because if we're trying to play it safe, uh, I, I understand that Metcalf has had a couple ugly games as well, but he's been a lot more reliable than Tyler Lockett has, and that's just a fact. Yeah, I agree. Then you go Swaim. You need to open up some salary to give yourself a fine lineup. Swaim's going to run a route on somewhere between like 60 to 70% of dropbacks. I'm fine with that at the min. All right. Uh, I, I think if you're trying to, again, get safe here, I will go with Dallas Goddard. He's, when healthy, going to get a lot of opportunity, and he's going to be featured in the red zone and in goal-to-go situations. So $6,400 Goddard, let's plug him into. Love it. No issues with that. I think the next one we go to, we probably either, we could go a little bit more stars and scrubs, play someone like Lockett, just soak up every single Seattle pass game touch. We could go into the mid price range and play like a Rager and whatever that leaves us. Do you have a a preference between those two strategies? Well, I can say this much. Do we, well, I ask you this much. Do we want no Carson Wentz in this one. Like, if we're trying to play it safe, would we agree that Carson Wentz is not safe, not only because of performance issues, but also because of the fact that he might not stay on the field? I would say yes. I would probably just look to a second pass catcher. All right, so we could go with Tyler Lockett. It gives us 3,500 remaining, but then we kind of go into no man's land. So uh, I would I would prefer to go with a, say, Jalen Rager here, lock up anywhere between... 13 to 18 targets between Goddard and Jalen Rager and then have $7,300 remaining. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. With that, the best players we could go to are Jalen Hurts. There's Carlos Hyde, Fulgham. All of those are the top three available. I think we should hit one of them, though. It's all you. It's probably going to be Fulgham at that point. I mean, Carlos Hyde will split with, with, um, excuse me, Chris Carson, Jalen Hurts has the same concerns as Wentz. I think that would probably be the safest for us. All right. Looks good to me. And look, these are just, of course, certain ways to construct lineups and see what works uh, and give you guys an idea of, of what it looks like with someone like Wilson or Metcalf in there at the captain spot with Jalen Hurts in and the utility. There's a lot of different ways to make it work. Maybe Jalen Hurts in the captain spot wins it all, Matt. I don't know. It's a crazy day to be playing showdown football. It very well could happen. It very well could happen.
Hit that thumbs up, guys. And uh, remember, subscribe if you haven't done so yet. If you like what we do, you want to help support us here at Awesome O. Thanks to all of you guys for hanging out with us every single day on these showdown shows. I'll be back in just under 15 minutes with Adam Scherer, Josh Engelman, breaking everything down from Week 12 slate. It's the Monday morning quarterback show. We take a look at Fantasy Cruncher lineup study, the winning lineups, what went right, what went wrong, what do exposures look like, everything. You want to hang out for that. It'll help you in your quest to continue improving at DFS NFL. Thanks to Jordan Klein for producing the show as well. We'll be back with you on Thursday. No, it's tomorrow plays, Matt. We'll be back tomorrow for Ravens Pittsburgh showdown 10 Eastern right here at the awesome O YouTube channel. So hopefully we'll see you back there soon, guys. Good luck tonight. <laughs>